0: What's up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we've got our own Mel Kuiper Jr. in the house. His name is Josh Moore. If you've listened to the podcast over the past couple years, this is his third appearance. He comes every year for the Draft Preview Pod. We talk about will Derek Stanley Jr. go in the top five pick? Why is there no hype? In this NFL draft, it's because of the quarterbacks. Which silly team will draft a running back in the first round? We grayed out our guy, David Bell. We talk Finns, Eagles, Ravens, Colts, and then our biggest sleeper and biggest bust. And new app. The Baltimore Let's get
1: Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave.
0: His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh, he broke his ankle.
2: Oh! And the
0: lead. Out. what's up fam i'm your host jack setterman join me today as always my co-host and longtime best friend abe granoff we have a special guest for the third time on the snapback sports pod it's our own personal mel kuyper jr his name is josh mauer i believe although it's spelled more like passer no it's
1: spelled mauer but it's pronounced more
0: it is more yeah Oh, all right. I think it's actually spelled more in my head. Uh, There wouldn't be an R if it wasn't. Josh, you also say bangles and pronounce it with an A. I meant to ask prior. This is our podcast. We're transparent. We're authentic. Anyways, you guys, have you've heard I've gotten it right the past two years, year three. You know, it's taken a toll on me. The grind, COVID, all that
2: that is. But Josh, welcome back. Thank you for having me. And no worries. Uh, I think I knew Abe for like three or four years before he actually realized how to pronounce my last name. <laughs> I will always call him Maurer. But
1: Jackie, you got to ask me what's on my mind? Um, Do I have to?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Go ahead. What's on your mind, Abe? Just excited. It's the NFL draft is upon us. It's kind of the only thing really going on in sports. This is the NFL draft preview podcast. And that means, one, we don't have to hear from that idiot Eagleson, most importantly, Don't have to hear about hockey. Don't have to hear about his bullshit school that he doesn't go to. And two, we're only talking about the NFL Draft because this is the preview podcast. There's nothing going on tomorrow other than the NFL Draft, and that is all we are going to talk about on the NFL Draft preview podcast. That's the only thing we're going to talk about.
0: Noted. All right. So, So happy NFL Draft preview podcast. Happy NFL Draft preview pod. It's been a minute since we've talked some intense football stuff. So let's start off with the question that everyone is wondering by everyone i literally mean myself josh is derek stingley jr being drafted in the top five picks of the nfl draft
2: short answer yes uh i think the steam started earlier in the week to the texans uh which kind of came out of nowhere it's always like this funny thing during the draft cycle where like and you saw this happen with like jamar chase and micah parsons last year where it's like the beginning of it you're like stingley is a stud like clear-cut top five pick then throughout the process he tanks And then we're at the week of draft day, and now there's rumors he's going top three, which he deserves and will do.
1: (laughs) That kind of reminds me of Thibodeau out of Oregon, right? Like, all of last college football season, it was him and Hutchinson, one, two, interchangeable. Even before the season, it was Thibodeau was going one. I understand he got hurt a little bit in the year. But now I'm seeing this guy potentially mocked late in the top 10, out of the top 10, when throughout the first I don't know, for the whole college football season, him and Hutchinson were the consensus one and two. So what's going on with that?
2: I, th- I think with Thibodeau, it's less the talent and more like his personality doesn't clash with, I mean, doesn't like mesh well with, you know, football people, you know, football GMs who have been around for 30 plus years. They have this kind of old school thinking. He's more forward. He talked about, you know, going to Oregon over Alabama because he wanted to get an education and be better. He's just he's very aware <laughs> and that may rub some people the wrong way. Um, but I, th- I mean, there's also like some size concerns, you know, he doesn't look that big in the PAC 12, which is obviously a little bit of concern, but I, I actually do think you should probably see him fall a little bit, uh, tomorrow actually. So will be you know? f-
1: yeah, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, we had this conversation this year more so than any other year feel like nobody really gives a shit about this draft no one's the hype isn't behind it the excitement's not behind it unless you have Derek Stingley Jr. going second overall at plus 800 third third, third. Third. um (laughs) but yeah I just feel like this year is it attributed to the quarterbacks is it attributed to the NBA playoffs going on in the middle of the draft what's going on or am I crazy in that it's just the same as it is every year I just feel like this year out of all years My Eagles have two first round picks and I just like, don't really, I haven't really been keeping up with it. Like, it doesn't seem like the hype's there. What do you
0: feel that same way? It's the next topic. I think is it. If you want to read it out loud. Um, Is that, is that the answer? Yeah. Yeah, That uh, might be Josh. So before we get there though, So for everyone who who doesn't see the show notes, it says QBs are ass, which this draft (laughs) class, their quarterbacks are terrible. And Josh is going to elaborate. I want to stay with – so just to give everyone an inside scoop and understanding, I got a note from a friend, one of Abe's friends as well, that a friend of a friend had had intel at Houston that they were going to target Stingley. One of those he said, she said – but the reason, and so I bet a lot of money that Stingley's going to be a top five pick. To Josh's point, he probably should be one. He, I think, he had the best freshman season we've ever seen from a corner, and you know he's just an excellent player. Anyway, sounds like a sounds like a guy. <laughs> this is you pumping and dumping, <laughs> no, no, baby. No. You know what's you know what's so funny, Abe? I'm sure we could legitimately find a tweet from me in 2018 or 19, whenever it was. Like Stingley was. He was absolute the one mistake he made that year, he was looking at the sideline, and he got burned by which which wideout was it, Josh, in that Alabama game. I mean, so money, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> <Pick> one. <laughs> like, yeah. Probably Devontae. Yeah, but he was he looks to the sideline because he's looking at a play call and that's the only play he gets burned. on. anyways, the reason why I want to be on this topic and because we were talking about pre-show is I tweet that out. You know, they gave me a blue check mark for some silly reason. Um, and wow, you've been utilizing that to the best of your ability, right. providing the news to the people, sourcing. And so, I don't think I moved a ton of betting action. But Stingley's now actually the favorite to go number three. And you were saying, Josh, that NFL GMs actually use the public, maybe not NFL Twitter, but they use mock drafts. So, like, is there a chance that my friends? friend who may or may not actually be connected to Houston's front office actually like turned the entire process on its head? Like, is that possible?
2: Like, I I mean, I could see it. Uh, They're mostly mocking, just like mocking to be prepared for every outcome. I don't know if they're necessarily doing it, you know, just with a specific player in mind um, or just to kind of see what would happen if they could move back for that player. I think it's just kind of do all due diligence but uh, yeah there was a GM in our conversation in our weekly conversation that we had that was talking about how you know one year he decided he wanted to play through every scenario and that included asking you know the support staff in the building to find mocks from random people online you know uh, probably Josh Norris and you know who even knows this was too early for you know the King Josh Norris and uh, his crusade right now but um, uh, and, and they they use them to try to predict every outcome it kind of just goes to show how much effort is being put in how much effort is being put into these players who are being picked in these millions of dollars of investments so it's just kind of crazy to think
1: so is jack right is the fact that the quarterbacks are just ass the reason that nobody the hype around this draft isn't as much as it's been in previous years
2: yeah i think it's really hard to sell a draft with like no qbs and nothing to go with and i think the nfl media who's covering this draft kind of let the cat out of the bag too early with how bad the QBs are. And they were kind of trying to save it in the little in the middle to bring some attention back. Like, Oh, they're not that, you know, as bad, but it's like, yeah, if you don't have the five QBs going in the top 15, like last year, and you know, like, mm-hmm. is it Mac Jones or is it Trey Lance? Like intrigue at three, like people stop caring. And it's also like harder to care because, you know, people may or not be like that motivated to care about the Texans pick. And I think, that was part of the reason why you're i don't i don't know how your tweet didn't gain more traction like i saw it early i was like okay this is going around now blue check marks like this is going to blow up like, oh that got that got around jack no i don't no, know it I, didn't I, I well, it would get like get more because
0: background. look i could we could come out and craft one right now that would essentially lock <laughs> him to houston but at the moment the way i was reporting on it was that The reporting. Nice. The rumors were that he's being targeted three. And look at that. It was actually like a little rebellion, which is a little disgusting. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, we could have we could have set that on fire if we had to. But speaking on the quarterbacks, the over unders two and a half for QBs to go in the first round. Is that just because like quarterback is king or like should we be hammering that it won't be two in the first
2: round? So, yeah, I, I told myself throughout this whole process, probably for months, like, I don't care if it's a bad quarterback class, I'm still going to take the over on quarterbacks. And now we've gotten close to the draft day, and it kind of seems like no one's really going to make that major move up for a quarterback. And actually, like, the Panthers might just move down out of six in order to rationalize, like, taking Pickett, because, like, taking him at six is, like, inexcusable. 16, I guess you can pass off. But, like, uh, you just see a lot of that right now. I don't know. So you've
1: got a bunch of these quarterbacks that I think, one, they might suck, right? We don't know yet. Two, the bigger names, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, didn't go to the biggest schools. You've got a Pitt, you've got a Liberty, you've got Sam Howell from UNC, who was the talk of the town earlier, like during the college football season. What? How do you grade these quarterbacks? Who do you think, are there any good quarter? Like, you can't tell me not a single quarterback from this draft is going to be a good football player. Like, that's just not how it no, works. It, it could. It yeah. could. When's the last time that's happened, where there hasn't
2: been DJ one good quarterback draft, drafted? Probably, I think.
1: EJ, I'm sure there was like a fifth rounder that was like solid or something.
0: Right, but but they're not grading out as good prospects. I think is the difference. I, I yeah, sure. The odds are that out of twenty players, one will be good. Yeah, probably. So,
1: Maurer, if you're gonna if you were gonna pick out of the litter right now, who is the best quarterback and who's gonna have the best career? And forget about situation, right? Because situation is seventy five percent of a quarterback success in the NFL, yeah. unless you're Baker Mayfield.
2: Uh, but I, I just think with like with the way that at least. Teams looking for quarterbacks in the AFC, you can't just get like an option that's good enough. And like none of these guys, the problem with these grades is a lot of the teams who have a chance to take these guys also had a chance to take Mac Jones, Justin Fields, all these dudes last year. So they have to rationalize having a higher grade on Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis than they did when they passed over uh, a Justin Fields or a Mac Jones, who was pushing for rookie of the year to the end of the year. Are teams that are like
1: in that limbo, draft a quarterback, not draft a quarterback situation, a team like Carolina, a team like the Giants, the Falcons, are they looking towards the 2023 draft right now with C.J. Stroud, with Bryce Young, with a, which is apparently where franchises are going to be made next year in the draft? Yeah. Luckily, Howie Roseman's a savant and has two picks in the first round next year. Yeah. Is that kind of their rationale thinking is like, okay, these guys aren't that great. Let's take an impact player on the offensive line, on the defensive line. We'll suck again. We'll hit on this pick for sure. And then we'll have our pick of the litter next year with the quarterbacks. Is that kind of what GMs are thinking around the league? Yeah,
2: 2023 is, like, it's going to be probably the best draft of all time. And I know that's, like, a wild statement at this point. But, I mean, how he, how he gets it, like... He, Oh, how he gets it, gets baby. It. Like, he doesn't get it when it comes to like actually picking the players per se, but he gets <laughs> that you need as many picks as you can, the more, the better. And yes. he understands that the QBs this year aren't going to be that good. He understands our QB that we have currently might not be exactly. That good. But you give him another year and, and you take the player this year that will help the rookie quarterback in the next year. It's just, it's just tough to pass any of these guys off as franchise QBs. And I think if you're going to point to any of them, malik willis and his ceiling you have like that's the one you take the risk on because you're going to have to compete with all of these crazy qbs who are athletic mobile strong arms so you have to take the guy who at least has all those traits and may not may need a year to get there but like there's a chance he can be that great i just don't see it with any of the other guys
1: just because this is how sports work and just like how People like the three of us are always just wrong about everything. This quarterback class is going to end up being elite.
0: They're going to have like four Uh, Hall of Famers. That's not necessarily true. I think it goes right. It goes to Josh's point, which is like draft for upside. And that's why Willis is the projected first QB taken and why I think he should be. If you're going to look at a bunch of off cast quarterbacks, you just want to invest in one that could be in a really good system, that could develop over time, that could, right? And I think that's why, you know, he'll go first. But the rest of them, who knows? Someone's going to take them, though, right? Like, there's going to be two, at least two, probably, in the first round. So who's going to take them? And Abe, you asked how GMs are looking at it. I saw a quote today from the Panthers that said uh, something along the lines of, like, Sam Darnold's not that bad, pretty much being like, we're not – like We can make
1: it work with one more year.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, what do you think,
2: Josh? I took that the exact opposite way. So, like, they haven't been... Committed. Oh, you think
1: they're actually buying into Sam? No, Arnold? no.
2: I think I think <laughs> they're going to... They want Pickett, or they want a QB now. Because, I, I don't know, they've, they've visited with every single QB. I think they're trying to convince themselves that one of them is good enough. It's just, uh, I mean, it's just such. A
0: so game. where where do they grade out? Like, where should they be drafted in the second? So, or or you're saying they shouldn't even be fourth round picks?
2: No, no, because because uh, I think a valuable backup QB is worth like like when the Eagles took Jalen. I happen to agree. Eagles took Jalen Hurts, <laughs> and now like it's played out, and obviously that was a good pick. But there's value to adding a backup, and all these things like that, and that
0: like winning a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, so I, you I, think Hurts is a backup? Is what you're saying? No, that's a shut uh, yeah. the fuck up. But. uh <laughs> <laughs> but I've had my thing with eagles, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but what were we talking about? Sorry. All, the only thing just I on just what what do you, and, and, what do and you grade? Whole,
0: no, what do you grade? Like some of these guys, second rounders, third rounders.
2: No, I I, I think no one is ready to start day one. So, and I, and I think then it's like, what do you value that at? Certain teams would still value that as a first round grade because obviously you're not drafting a quarterback for one year like that's just. Short sighted and stupid, unless you're the Colts training for Carson Wentz. Um, (laughs) I just think where you'll see them start to go off the board is if they start reaching the mid teens, getting in the area of Pittsburgh to possibly, like, I think. I think teams want to move up but not give up those 2023 picks. And I think a lot of those teams that are at in, in the top 10 and things like that want 2023s to move back. I think it's like that weird dynamic this year. But I, I would – Pittsburgh's been consistent throughout. I want to say Carolina because they're idiots. And then I don't even know. Tennessee is like a wild card. Like I, I'm struggling. To- so, yeah.
0: Ravens. If you had to – if you had to predict – who takes Malik Willis as the first quarterback tomorrow? Who would you who would you say? I'm
2: gonna say the Steelers. Because I think the Steelers may be more interested in Pickett, because I think with the Steelers, they like Pickett because there's less unknown. And because he's been in the building, like he literally plays at Pitt, they play at Heinz Field. Like, and when you're making a decision of that like magnitude, you want as little uncertainty as possible. So I think they may prefer but don't
0: they have that security in mitch like and, and, and <laughs> what am i am no like you but No, know, that like, was that wasn't sarcasm that was like, serious no it's more like what it, like the goal wouldn't be to dra- if they're going to draft a quarterback they could have him sit for a year and wouldn't you want
2: the upside player over Pickett? no like that makes sense i mean they just may not look at it like that and, and i yeah. think like sorry I lost my train of thought again um <laughs> as the is, right, is
0: no just I I figured that they would rather an upside player like Willis over Kenny Pickett given that they have Trubisky who can kind of bridge the gap for you yeah no
2: and I, I think just the problem with that is like I, I They they've talked about wanting mobility they've talked about all that stuff but but you look at Kenny Pickett and his footwork isn't great like the quarterbacking like stuff is not great. Like the process of going through a quarter, but the results are still like not like they're still good. I'm a result. am a result. He threw, results he threw guy. for 50 touchdowns was like invited to the Heisman finalist ceremony. Like it's still there. So I'm sure certain teams are looking at it like if we fix these fundamental flaws, then we can unlock this ceiling. So some teams may look at Pickett as a higher ceiling.
1: The yeah, the most interesting bullpen. thing for quarterbacks in this year's draft for me is, one, people aren't grading them out that good. And, two, there are so many teams, at least in my opinion, more so than ever, that can justify taking a quarterback but equally justify not taking a quarterback and rolling with the guy that they have in the room or not drafting for the future. You have a team like the Colts who have Matt Ryan who's at the end of his career. You have a team like the Dolphins who is sucks, but they have Bridgewater and they can bring him in. You've got teams like Pittsburgh – or. New Orleans, like there's so many teams with like these one-year guys, two-year guys that can just like convince themselves we have our guy for a year or they can convince themselves we can take a guy to sit for one year and then play after this scrub, whether it all be it to a Jameis, to a um, – to a yeah. – get – runs their course, to a
2: – No, and I, I, I think it kind of just like depends on where your team is at too because I think a team like the Saints and the Steelers, they're almost too good – like their rosters right. are too good to where they won't be picking in the top 10 next year. Well, the Saints pick will be the Eagles pick, but they won't be picking in the top 10 next year. They 32. won't be able to make a play for that Bryce Young, like CJ Stroud, uh Will Levis, all those dudes. They yeah, like that. Will Levis. Is be- well, is he actually like, he's Levis
0: isn't a, be- a top quarterback prospect? He's I, not actually. I, shut we'll, up. We'll, we'll
2: revisit this next year, but yes, I could easily see him being the like
1: like Penn State backup switch to Kentucky starting quarterback, Will Levis? Yes. Yeah, no shot. Right. No Literally shot. Literally no shot. No shot. <laughs> His
2: OC from last year is the current OC. But just got hired as the OC of the Rams. Uh, he's like played in a pro style system. He gets it and he looked good. He Looked good. Like Clifford, uh, whatever. That's a separate issue. <laughs> no <laughs> shot. We'll revisit this next, next year. We'll have you on, but, but remember this conversation. But yeah. And I, and I think it's, it's, sorry. So back to the thing. I don't think any team obviously thinks they suck or they're going to suck next year but that's just something you have to consider. That's the
1: problem with the NFL, there's no self-awareness.
2: No. Yeah. Some well, teams you lack do. self-awareness.
1: In some regards, in other regards I'm like very self-aware. Like where I said that we don't know shit and all these quarterbacks will probably be hall of famers. That's just acknowledging that I don't know shit. But you think Jalen Hurts is the answer. I you... just said before we right just said before we might not be i just as a fan i have no choice right until he gives me a reason to actually push me off the cliff like carson wentz did where i finally released myself from that fucking loser and sent him mowers way until he does something like that which he hasn't he went he took us to the playoffs whatever lost to brady until he does something like that i gotta ride with him
0: fair enough all right the question everyone's been waiting for which team is going to select a running back in the first round who's going to do it
2: i okay so i want to say the buffalo bills and i think the buffalo Let's go i don't
1: think i don't think anyone i I want to bet i'll
2: bet i think the bills have holes at wide receiver and corner and they're a smart team to know that's more valuable but the thing is when it gets to their pick at like 25 or 26 their wide receivers and corners they may like have maybe off the board and they've been looking for a running, like they were interested in Etienne last year. They Mm. they tried to sign McKissick this year. They want a dual threat running back. They don't like Singletary and Moss very much. Even though Singletary, I thought looked great in like the final stretch and in the playoffs, but they've been like looking for a back for two years. And Brees Hall is one of those like side. Oh yeah. Say those, that name, baby. Brees Hall to the Bills. He's one of those size speed guys like Jonathan Taylor and like Derek Henry. When you look at their RAS, like their relative athletic score, it's like insane. And any other class, they'd probably be a first round pick. It's just, for some reason, the hype's not there. And then we all learn. For some part. reason
0: they're learning. They're <laughs> learning. The GMs are learning, but the Buffalo Bills who are one play away from the AFC Championship and probably from winning the Super Bowl, think, you know what? If we just had our stud running back, we don't need to shore up any other spots. Let's go get It's It's such a lock. I will say the Bills are a smart org. So there is a chance. But they (laughs) are probably going to take him. And the fantasy nerds are going to fucking love it. He's going to go in the first round. He's going to crush two. And then they're going to get to the playoffs and like someone's going to throw at their second string corner and they're literally going to lose in the AFC divisional round again. I cannot this wait. This seems a little bit
1: personal, but if you're the not Bills, at all. you can no, either, no, not you either draft Brees Hall in the first round. Or you can trade a fucking fourth for I I I about about say. <laughs> it's like it's like a no brainer, but I, but Jack, OK, so maybe teams are learning, right? It could be that the running backs are asked this year. It could be that their GMs are actually listening to this podcast and that running backs don't matter. You're starting, Jack. I'm talking to you, and I know Maurer's catch on to this because Maurer was the original running backs don't matter. No, right? no. But I'm starting, Jack, you're saying that wide receivers don't matter. Mm. Talk that's, to me. This is versus to Jack and true. then this is a two no listen, this is a two-part question. First to Jack, first to Maurer. You're starting to say wide receivers, sorry, wide receivers are becoming the new running backs. But that meant that drafting
0: running backs is dumb high up. I assume you don't feel the same about drafting receivers not at all it's quite the opposite yeah when it's the paying these extreme wide receiver extensions i don't believe that having a wide receiver with a cap hit of 30 million dollars a year will be with a quarterback of tua (laughs) will be sustainable i'll go even further to say if you plan on giving up two first round picks for the right to sign a wide receiver to a $30 million cap hit, your GM needs to be decapitated. You are, you are the Jets. <laughs> you are the Jets. No, the Dolphins gave up picks to sign Hill too. So it's like, that's where, no, I, all I would do would be draft wide Like even the Ravens who we won't have to pay Hollywood, the big number that all these guys are getting, like you just got to fucking hope not. No, <laughs> you're, you're just you the big you, number. <laughs> yeah, you just you just got to move on and you just replenish through the draft or you get these second stringers or third stringer like that. That's going to I think that's the direction we had. All right, yeah,
1: but at the same time, like Jack, you can go back in, in history and look at like the running backs, the RB ones of Super Bowl champions. If you go back and look at
0: the wide receiver ones. Chances are a lot of them had, but it they've time. never had. They've never had salaries like this. This is getting insane. Like the, but the cap's going up. Is that not, isn't the cap going up? Cap's, caps always, what they always. Up. cap doesn't exist. <laughs> that is what. The, all right, Josh. What's your opinion on this?
2: No, I think it's just more of kind of a supply thing when it comes to the draft. Like there are just so many receivers, and every single. I think every single team, and probably like the top, maybe when you get to the Jets, ten kind of wants to wait till the second round. Cause like, why not grab, you know, that pro, like that top guy, Jahan Dots. and then get one of those fall off wide receiver, like w- like round one wide receivers in the second round. But I think that's just like more where people are going towards. And I think the overall point of like wide receivers not mattering, I think. I, don't, I
0: No, they matter a lot. Well, they matter. Like, but it's a passing. We're division. getting
2: to the point, like we're in the seven on seven era of like football where every single kid from like 13 years old is running routes. Like, like, we're just in an era of 3 point shooting where, where, in the nba yeah, they're not exactly. right. they're not it's going to become like just natural where we're churning out all these productive playmaking wide receivers you know all this stuff so i just think
0: and and once again another major distinction between the wide receivers don't matter that's not the take it's that giving up picks to sign them to you know 12% of your cap makes no sense you still do have to get open as a wide receiver. Like some of it is scheme and Andy Reid will get you open. Dude, you don't home. have to get open as a running, back. running back. Like you Dude. to run through that damn hole <laughs> and sure there's players better than others at doing it, but not for the gap that it takes like man to man. You cannot guard Justin Jefferson, you know, to be a successful running back. We've seen it like, you can put a game plan in place to stop that player because it's so many moving pieces.
2: What I will say in defense of running backs real quick is that, Oh, they, we're going to have to, no, close no, 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 yeah, the, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not the one wide, the <laughs> one wide receiver. They asked to do running back things has demanded a trade because he doesn't want to do running back things because it's taking a toll on their body. So I'm just, yeah. I don't know if the wide receivers can do what the running backs do. No, they can't, just and that's draft.
0: exactly why you don't draft running backs no, in yeah. the first for round,
2: yeah.
0: or sign them to extension. I it's great. I'm glad that GMS are finally looking at mock drafts because those nerds probably do put in more work. Like I know Josh Norris; he's the biggest draft nerd ever. Like he is grinding right now, probably more than the GMS even do. And so for them to listen now, so that's what GMS the do. Button.
1: They have everyone do their bitch work,
0: right? But now that if I was grinding, a
1: GM, I would just live on fucking Twitter. Like you can find out everything there you don't need to do this whatever the hell just came out of his mouth the ras test the wrist test whatever the hell just go on twitter that is on twitter where
2: do you think i got that from (laughs) i'm not calculating myself you you got a whiteboard over there i don't know what the hell is on that thing
0: All right, $100 giveaway on Twitter if the Bills draft Brees Hall because that's going to be fucking electric. I cannot wait. (laughs) All right, so we had our guy David Bell on the podcast, wide receiver from Purdue. I agree. I think he's a stud, but we need to get the official – draft breakdown on him you can say mean things nice things you need to be your honest self this is part of the
2: job josh let us hear it you know i i, I think he sucks and i think no one should him and let him stay in indianapolis and play for the <laughs> uh no i think i think he's a really good player unfortunately he had a, a little bit of a underwhelming combine i guess uh didn't hit the numbers he would like to but you watch the kid on tape and I mean, you don't even need to watch the kid on tape. Actually, just go look up a stat line from a single, any game. I promise you it says 11 to 15 catches, 200 plus yards, and three TDs. The kid was like a one-man offense for Purdue and can kind of work anywhere. I think he projects best as like a power slot in the NFL. I don't know if he necessarily wants to go over the middle and do that, but I, I think he's just going to be a productive, solid wide receiver in the NFL for a long time, and I don't really think people should get too caught up on those combine numbers. So for a
1: lot of people that just play Madden or they just bet blindly, um give a NFL current NFL wide receiver player comp for David Bell.
2: That's see, like I don't he's know how he he's, he's one of one, baby. <laughs>
0: he's one of one. <laughs> Make him an NFT and I'll I'm buy trying, I'm
2: trying to think of you know a good power <laughs> slots to relate him to. I, I I don't think they asked him to block much on on at Purdue, but I would say Zach Pascal uh, from who's now on the Birds from Philadelphia, and, and people will scoff at that, but that is an underrated kind of player. That's a him. solid player. He's he was quality in Indianapolis before Carson Wentz was his QB. I think he led the Colts in receiving <laughs> with Philip Rivers. He's a quality player. He's a gamer, tough. Will go over the middle and make catches. Like a guy, close, just baby. the guy you want on your team, you know.
1: Cool. just a guy you want on your team and everyone doubts the guy but look at his fucking quarterback was last year was Carson Wentz exactly. um but all right so we got Zach Paskill, uh future thousand yard receiver this year on the Philadelphia Eagles compared
0: to to David Bell our boy all right we got our three teams we hold got on Jack and I'm now re- realizing that if we're gonna make Eagleson sit around we'll let him chat at the very very end so we're bumping this down. We'll go sleeper bus first. Perfect. Yeah. We, we need to hold him off as long as we can. Biggest sleeper in the 2022
2: NFL draft. So for me, I would probably say Leo Chanel, a linebacker out of Wisconsin. And I know that's going to a little off the grid. I think probably either him or Chad Muma, the linebacker from Wyoming. So th- are these first round guys, these are, these are like second I, round guys. The second round backers are honestly better than the ones who are going in the first this year. Um, but these are t- just two guys who are going to like probably be drafted in the second. Like they don't have, they're not, they are freak athletes. They tested like freaks.
0: But they don't. So, so my guy Kevin Walsh on TikTok, big NFL TikToker. Literally today, doing some linebacker scouting, and this Leo Chennault guy is being slept on. So athletic run defender, I think has Micah Parsons type ability.
2: Thoughts on that? Yeah, no, he doesn't. I ha- see. I'm high on him, but he doesn't have the flexibility <laughs> like like <Mark> does. <laughs> like he tested well, but like and he can blitz too. Like that's part of his package. The, the Wisconsin linebacker blitz so well. But no, like a Parsons. All right, what about what about Chad Mumma? Chad Mumma is uh, the Wyoming linebacker, just like another guy kind of, I don't know, this may be a, an old comp, but he's good. He's really good in pass coverage, uh, kind of flies around, does everything. Uh, I'm tr- I want to say Wilson on uh, Cincinnati, but I, I think that's unfair because he also played at Wyoming. So mm. So I'm kind of just connecting the two, but they do play very well. They're just gamer linebackers. All right, so Chanel's your guy. Chanel's my guy. Yeah. Yeah, Who do you uh, think gets it? Like more flash than that? Yeah. Gives a little flash. I I, I
1: have a, I have a a question on top of the the sleeper pick, and this isn't necessarily who the biggest bust is, right? I want to frame this question as who is the the Cle Cleland Ferrell of this draft, where it's just like what, how the fuck, why the fuck, wherever he's going this early. I'm seeing Jermaine Johnson out of Florida state. He's popping up out of nowhere. Who is the Cleveland Ferrell of this draft?
2: Like going high out of nowhere or just flop
1: with the combination of going too high, going where he wasn't mocked and then inevitably pretty much
2: sucking. So I think the two players would probably go top 10. That would be surprises. And I don't think this is like that far off. I don't think anyone's making Mm -hmm. like a 20 pick jump, but I think Jordan Davis could very well go tight end uh, top 10. Sorry. uh Uh, he's gonna he's gonna go 15 thank you going 14 actually but you saw you saw derek brown literally go seven to the panthers the other year and jordan davis is you know bigger faster and possibly stronger uh that may be tough with brown
1: is jordan davis the biggest human being of all time
2: yeah up there he's also he's up there he's also according to rass to bring this back the most the most athletic d tackle that's ever entered the nfl First. So why why isn't there love for him?
0: Because he was in the Heisman race too. Is it because that one game where he was so, like
2: a little bit out of shape? So yeah. So like you kind of I see the divide between Twitter and then like when I talk to people in, in my meetings. And Twitter obviously loves him because he's just unique three talent. <laughs> but then the NFL is probably lower on him because he's not a three down player. Um you and how, what's the value on a player who doesn't play third downs and third downs are like the key thing in the NFL. So that would probably drop him off of ton of boards. I think in a down year, a player who's maybe the best, you know, first and second down player, it should obviously be a top 10 pick. So
0: he can't play the first two downs because he doesn't have the oxygen levels or he's just
2: not a pass rusher. Or so, useful. so I think part of it was conditioning. Part of it was Georgia has, like, so many guys, so many five-star recruits.
1: It's third and long every time.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Why put a tired Jordan Davis in when you can just put in the next five-star recruit like you have to with fresh legs to rush the passer? Like, that Georgia D-line is so crazy that Jermaine Johnson, who was maybe a top-five pick, had to transfer from Georgia to go to Florida State just to get playing time. I didn't even hear Walker's name, and now he's going to go I
1: was going to say, speaking of that Georgia D-line, what the fuck's going on with the first overall pick? Yeah, my guy. Um, so. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't. I, I had a snapback fam. Yeah. I botch. I That's... had insight on the first overall pick over maybe a month or two months ago when Trayvon Walker was literally plus 3,000 to go first overall. And I botch. I botch. That's on me. So
2: what's going on with the first overall pick? Yeah. So I think that's probably the best storyline of the draft. Like if you, if you add in like the relationship aspect on the back end of Balky versus Jim Harbaugh, which I think is like a real reason why Aiden Hutchinson might not go one is because bulky hates Jim Harbaugh. Why they worked together in San Francisco. Things didn't end well there. Um, there's definitely been animosity since I know bulky probably wants to make him look stupid for saying at the Heisman ceremony he's gonna be the number one overall pick. Last year, uh Jim Harbaugh stole Denard Robinson and a couple other players off the Jaguars staff to the Michigan staff. There's like Denard Robinson. I, I, know, yeah, I know I know you don't make name. the number one overall pick based off that, but I think if in, you're the Jags, in you the back, you're a bad yeah. organization. Back of- no, what do
0: you mean? This is just back. becoming more and more like our podcast. It's petty. It's all based off Twitter facts. No, like- but what I'm saying is like Aiden Hutchinson
1: could be the number one overall pick. And the Jags very well know that. And they're doing it out of pennies. But at the end of the day, bad organizations do dumb things. No, yeah. Like draft running
2: backs. And that's just like a theory. I think it's probably arm length and projection. You know, you hear like the Daniel. Arm <laughs> all, that's, arm this shit is so all crazy the, 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 uh, you got people will like laugh at it but like measurables are like a real thing that are like harped on like crazy in the nfl like hand size
1: really for a quarterback is it that big of a deal no, that's the one but, that, like... but
2: like wingspan like all these things like they, no i get that because in the nfl like when they're making their board they're just looking for an excuse to take you off the board rather than like Keep you, the keep you on and then when it comes down to like the final decisions like they may act like an inch on your wingspan may help you like over someone else it's crazy but, that is I, yeah i feel like I've once been you get told to it all f- my life
0: an inch could help so <laughs> i totally respect that i feel like in the fifth and sixth
1: and seventh the day three it's like do all gms really know the guys they're drafting or they have an idea and then they just look at the measurables and say we'll okay. take that guy so yeah
2: uh, they know them. They've obviously watched the film, but a lot of what they're doing is just trying yeah, to bo- so trying to box check. If everyone who listens to this podcast, if you go to your local like beat reporter or something, like that so one of them probably writes an article on the minimum thresholds of your position groups, and you can basically narrow down kind of the body type. At your, like your GM is looking for at certain positions. They did this with like the Colts during the twenty twenty draft, and I think like every single player who was drafted was on the pre-draft list that like hit all these measurables like most of these teams that are run a certain scheme are looking for body types and types of players like
1: yeah so it's like these guys don't even know what the hell they're doing and it's just uh what is my what is our beat reporter say that's what i'm saying you should just draft on twitter they know what they're
0: doing but it, it does feel a little bit like Saying when, NFL no, no, no. GMs know what they're doing is giving NFL GMs a ton of credit. No, it's like the good GMs look at the statistic before March Madness, where it's like the only teams that have ever won the national championship are top eight in offense and top twelve in defensive efficiency. And here's those options. And then there's idiots like me who is like, "Well, Purdue's not in there, but this is the year that that, that boy I nice swatch right? that right that yeah. that mold's gonna break." And so if you continue to draft within those measurables that key for good success, then you're successful over time, which is why teams like the Ravens and the Eagles, it's rare that those two teams are lumped together in a positive note on this podcast, but they understand the more picks that you take and then the more picks you take that consider those measurables, the more positive you're going to be. But, you know, what's crazy is the outlier is the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is like we hit on Lamar, and you guys aren't done with Hurts, but like that's the difference. You do have to make that risk every once in a while, and sometimes they pay off, sometimes they don't.
1: You're right, but at the, in the same breath, it's like, that is true, right? Like the, be, the better the chances you give to have impact players on rookie contracts are going to aid your team in the better. Then you have a team like the Rams, who will not be present in Las Vegas this weekend, and they just won a Super Bowl. So it's like... That's an anomaly, and you see kind of teams that are going that route. You saw it with the Bucks a few years ago with Brady and everything. You're seeing these teams go all in Broncos with Russell Wilson. Um, but I, I agree. It's like you want as many picks as you, you, know, you my can, but take, at the same breath, like that's a new thing. Your new thing to take is what? Picks don't matter?
0: I've always thought picks in both sports are extremely overvalued. Especially well, they're lottery tickets. Especially, yeah. no, no. All right, so that's one factor. To, second factor is you got to pay them eventually, right? So you, you're you only benefiting from uh, drafting a player for X amount of years. And then especially when it comes to- The like, window. The more, window, baby. Exactly. But more so in the NBA than the NFL, I think is like this player empowerment era, you might end up with the number one pick out of nowhere. You might draft the right guy in Zion and injuries aside, he just doesn't even want to be there and he's forcing his way out. So it's like, why not just trade all your draft picks if you can fit it in the cap and get players who want to be there and build and know what you're getting. That's part of being that's that's the self-awareness part about being a GM is like, OK, we have the number
1: one overall pick. This guy's a stud. We're going to have to give him 80 million in guaranteed over the next X amount of years. But are we positive that he's going to want to live in Green Bay, Wisconsin for his entire life? Like that's the level of self awareness. You're in L.A. It's easy to convince yourself you're on the Dolphins. It's easy to convince yourself to live there until you realize that two is the quarterback, and then you ask yourself out.
0: So, there's a level of self awareness that plays into it as well. Yeah, that's probably why Milwaukee's championship will be like the greatest outlier in sports. Like the odds that Giannis was going to stay after years and years of them falling short and their GM not making a move. It just so
1: happened you drafted a weirdo that's international that doesn't really understand that Oreos and
0: milk go together. So, it's like,
1: oh, Milwaukee, America,
0: great. (laughs) Smoothies, like, just really turned (laughs) them up. All right. Who is the biggest bust of the 2022 NFL draft? And don't don't, like give us a third rounder who it's it's think. all
1: it's all relative right no it's no, all no. Relative. Yeah.
0: give us the guy who's just garbage
2: yeah okay so i'm gonna say Aiden hutchinson why not i, I like that I, I love it i don't like it i love it i didn't see anything special so, about him so that feels a little racist by so, the way it's not <laughs> not but, at all but like just saying. you look at his ras again his ras was like elite I'm going to, I'm going to be talking about RAS for the next 15 years. He tested like a freak. His agilities were good, but then you like turn on the tape. He's a snap. He's a snap count jumper, which is like something I did in high school because I wasn't good enough. That's what you do. Like when you're not good or fast enough and you know it, you jump the snap. Self-awareness. He jumps the snap consistently. He false steps like almost every time he goes on a rush. So his first step covers like no ground. A lot like like if you look back at like his sack tape like a lot of it was on like quick game screens that were messed up by like Penn State like just to me I just don't see like I see a good force player maybe but I just don't see the bend it takes to be an elite pass rusher a 10 sack guy like. I just yeah so
1: my player comp for him it sounds like based off that description is Derek Barnett but why don't you give a a player and you're not going to say this guy you're not saying this guy's going to be out of the league in three years you're just saying to be the first or second overall pick relatively speaking the value isn't there so who is your player comp for Aiden Hutchinson
2: yeah it's so tough because like he's big and tall but he doesn't play like he just doesn't there's no pop so like I want to give like a first round comparison or like something good like a eric armstead a guy who's like long and was originally drafted maybe play on this outside and kind of moved in a little bit but like just it's hard. like player comps are so hard because i just feel like it oversimplifies anything just mm-hmm. make sure it's-
1: my but by player comp i don't mean like the style of play and everything i mean like when a casual says is this like is x player good at football or not they're can com- pairing like their overall talent like very surface level like how the public views that person as a talent player comp don't you don't need to tell me about what his bend is like and his first step and his wrath just like the surface level player comp of like strictly talent on the defensive line
2: okay so yeah i would say maybe a bud dupree like if he really wants to play with his helmet and kind of just say i don't really have and i don't have much i'm just gonna throw my helmet into the offensive line and run in front of me as hard as I can and try to like move. Are back. you talking about Miles Garrett right now? Like, uh, cause
0: he plays with this helmet. Football <laughs> talk is so
1: great. Cause you have stuff like Mauer's talking about his first step, his bend, his ras, And then he's just like, some guys just play with their helmet. Like it's so perfect. how It's, it's the perfect balance of nerds and just like,
2: Football. put your head
1: in their chest well, football. I, I
2: worked the job at the nfl where i was tracking like helmet impacts for them as part of the job and as like part of the cte yeah like, well yes but venture. the player health and safety work research we were doing and bud dupree's okay. name fills up like half the list so <laughs> <laughs> i worry i worry for him but, yeah okay all right. All right. I
0: like it. I think, all right, is that before we go to our, each of our interviews? I'm going to be, teams, by the way, just so you guys know,
1: I'm going to be hammering for the next four years at Aiden. I, I'm going to be so blindly hammering this take that Aiden Hutchinson sucks.
0: No, no, no. I, I think it's a great take. I saw it on the tape. And by tape, I mean, like, I just never. Twitter. I, no, not it. I didn't watch any tape just from watching the games. Like, he was yeah, never. So nothing he did impressed you that Exactly. Much. And that's tape to me. and. Yeah the fact that he's going to be drafted by detroit like i mean that's a freaking lock he'll be a bus so i mean it's, <laughs> so, it's a good one
2: real quick we talked about you talked about like you know the first step all that bullshit but someone made this good point on twitter and like this is like what everyone's draft evaluation should be and can be like just go look up a youtube highlight ta- maybe not a youtube highlight tape but like any game watch five plays and you should like if you watch the sport, you know if whether that's an NFL player or not. Or like you know whether that's a freak. And I, so that's problematic like, that's advice. It's extended yeah, I've, because I because I
0: think I know all five plays. There's a, and so does Abe.
1: No, the thing with me is I watch when I used this year less than any other year, but I used to love watching YouTube on the NFL for NFL draft. I've never seen a bad player on YouTube. <laughs> never. Everyone <laughs> is sick.
0: Yeah,
2: I didn't like. <laughs> like I think
1: genuinely, genuinely, I'll never forget this. Corey Davis, what do you go? Western Michigan, right? Fourth over. I thought that guy was gonna be Jerry Rice on steroids. I remember (laughs) watching his tape and I remember watching his tape in, in college on YouTube, running to my friend's room like, this guy is a fucking alien. Corey davis and to this day i still think he's going to be a stud from those youtube
0: videos to be fair ryan Tannehill and zach wilson like he hasn't really gotten his uh qb1 i'll say you know
1: i can probably still have the video saved this Corey davis video makes him look like megatron
0: so does the fact that i identified jmo as the guy and now he's going to be drafted probably maybe as wide receiver one like that gives me credence to just do that stuff like that
2: yeah that definitely because like so any more validation like you need like that's i don't know i feel like that's just for like the birds on twitter like if you think that boy is nice that boy is nice like
1: (laughs) exactly and that i'm glad that you that was a good intro into my next question is we're going to talk about our three teams the eagles ravens and dolphins i'm just going to start with the eagles since you brought up jmo uh the sun came up today and the eagles are looking to draft a receiver this year you got jmo who tore his acl at the end of last year um you've got olave you've got wilson you've got drake london which you know what i you know what drake london can be great can be sick it's so simple to me with these guys did they go to alabama did they go to georgia maybe i'm scarred from pac-12 receivers okay maybe that's it but i think
0: this is different Abe. drake london and he name. played for USC in LA. That's a little different than like Joe Monte Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, which you know that's not the Pac twelve, right? Um Jalen Rager. 12, still
1: a shit conference.
0: Who played in, you know, in Oregon. That's different. Drake London. Like champagne Poppy, capital of England.
1: Okay. In LA. Okay, anyway. It's a sick name. What's good with these wide receivers? Are the Eagles taking one? Who are they taking? Who's the best? Who's not that good? Give me the whole spiel.
2: Yeah, so I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, I think wide receivers will fall a little bit and unfortunately. because I've been saying we might have to trade
1: up for a guy. Yeah,
2: and I think trade up now for the Eagles, I think they're they how he's probably gauged it and he realized he doesn't need to move Kyle Hamilton move that far up, probably into like the low tens like area to get the wide receiver he wants drake london kind of seems like a howie guy just because he's because he sucks he's, well he's a big contested catch guy <laughs> call a spade a spade Josh. he's done that with, with j jaw and tight end and now. i have been pushing the drake london to the eagles narrative for a while but like the problem it's with these, you hate the eagles with these contested catch wide receivers is like you have to figure out like are they making contested catches because they can't fucking separate? Or are they making contested catches because they're good and like they're like a former basketball player who like, – Yeah, I've it. seen Chris Olave
1: jump 15 feet in the air and snag a ball out of the air. No, yeah, Chris,
2: Chris Olave is good. Olave is just – I think Olave is going to have the smoothest transition to the NFL of all the receivers, just kind of like instant impact day one. I think where Olave is lacking compared to the rest – and where he may fall, like be second on teams' boards at wide receiver is his yak ability, yards after the like catch. Like, he had like, very, I know that one. Yeah, I, I like, I started to explain, I was like, they know, not bad. <laughs> I know <laughs> that one. I, know. <laughs> I had Zach Ertz on my team, they, I know, know yak. yak. <laughs> um, so like, there, there's concern. There. Who,
0: who is the consensus wide receiver rankings? Like, it's so, so Drake, Jameson, Olave, well, like, so it's crazy
2: there's so many different like flavors of wide receivers and so it's like it, the judy like, Rumsier, right yeah there's like i just don't it's hard to it's all personal preference it's all flavor so like i think and based off past drafts like jameson williams the fastest receiver who's stretches the field you know need the deep safety the say on his side, like, those are the guys who go first, like Henry Ruggs went first, like, those are the guys who go early and change the way defenses play you. So I just think, I think, I think JMO should go first, but some people may value what Garrett Wilson can be or what, you know, the contested catch ability and yak ability of Drake London, even though some of Drake London's like yak ability, I can't tell if it's just the pack 12 cornerbacks just being children and terrible, or or he's a little- and, nah. sydney jones was really yeah. good <laughs> he's coming on with the seahawks um <laughs> but yeah whether it's that or it's just like he's actually as good as he you know he looks on tape all right so eagles you do think actually will draft a wide receiver for the 14th consecutive season yeah i, th- I think wow. i i hope one doesn't fall into their hands i hope they at least have to give up a fourth like earn it but oh you're nervous Yeah, well, it depends on who you want, but I think you could be taking the second wide receiver there.
1: Imagine being scared that the Eagles are going to draft, like, a good player.
2: Well, yeah, I'm not. (laughs) At the wide receiver position. I'm just – no offense to you guys, but after a whole year of just, like, anything that happened, Colts-related, just looking under and just seeing an Eagles fan be like, -L 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 L, L. Howie better how he fleece you like, <laughs> oh, Howie like everything that how <laughs> goat season like, oh. at Howie yeah, Goat, goat like season Colts Straight to the third.
1: <laughs> so which receiver do you think ends up at Philadelphia Eagle? It's gonna be London, isn't it? I'm gonna hate him. I'm gonna hate him. I'm gonna so blindly hate him from the start. Oh, is the jmo is the jmo uh at 15 is it a trade-up is it 18 where do where is this jmo pick you think if the eagles are going to get him?
0: Mm. Oh. i know i know i know
1: i know Ha <laughs> So additional question at 14 who are the Ravens going to take that's going to be a stud that I think is going to be really good and it's going to piss me off that they take him right before us. Is it me or the Ravens are the best drafting team in the NFL?
0: It's fucking nuts. Wait, hold on, I'll give you a stat. Ravens have the definitely so far Ravens have drafted top 14 four times since 2002. All four were first team all pros. The only
1: the only miss that they've had in recent memory was when they drafted traded to draft last in the first round. That's the only miss. <laughs> Other than that, so
0: who who Other than Aiden's, the time they got the unanimous MVP. Uh, right, no, who they, they're going to
1: have to pay who can't throw a football. Anyway, they,
0: they missed on Perryman. We've missed on um, I know, Sergio. Perryman, and we took yeah. Aguilar
1: instead. <laughs>
0: Aguilar's a shows champion. How good I, <laughs> Aguilar is a champion. Yeah, who do you think, Josh? gonna be Jordan Davis it probably is
1: that's the floor
0: like the absolute no no, the absolute lowest he would drop babe
1: yeah so he's saying 14 to 17 It makes no sense to me. The guy went to Georgia. Georgia didn't give up any points all year. He's seven feet seven, 912 pounds. He can fucking push somebody on the offensive line. Just take him. <laughs> it's not that deep. That's a dirty name. (laughs) So when I was doing a little research uh, months ago, I graded out the what was his name? Who's the uh, the Iowa lineman? Lyndon Mo. I thought he was going to be Quentin Nelson. I haven't seen his name much around. I just like the guy, Iowa offensive lineman. You know, just just see it sounds right. You know. You mean Hall of Fame center? Ha <laughs> ha Lindenbaum's not gonna hear his name night one. Mark, remember this. Lindenbaum, first name. Oh, that it makes that's too perfect. Tyler Lindenbaum. If that's not Niowa's offensive lineman, I don't know who is. All pro. Mark it down. That's my prediction of the draft. You have Aiden Hutchinson being a bust. I have Tyler Lindenbaum being an all pro lineman. There we go. <laughs> all
0: right, who's the official pick for the Ravens? <clears throat> That's going to hurt.
1: J- Jack, I have good news. What's that? I just remembered and looked. We don't have to bring an Eagles in because the Dolphins are all
0: in mm. because they don't have any first-round picks this year. That is fucking incredible you're right it's just yeah. great news we are all gonna, in we're not gonna have josh break down who they might take in the second or third round no, so that's no, a we point. don't care about uh that. real quick because we only get you like once a year colts traded carson wentz for matt ryan people put them in like this contender category correct what am i missing because i'm i'm like normally all in on the colts i think matt ryan is like one of the worst starters in the league right now like what you don't I've, think he's worse than Wentz? i think he's on a very similar level minus maybe some turnovers But why does that make them contenders? Because we saw what they were with Phillip Rivers. Like they were a good team that could win the division. Yeah, they should have won. Yeah.
1: We're not going to talk. We're not going to talk smack on Rodrigo Blankenship, are we? I do too. (laughs) Self-aware. Are they good enough to beat Jacksonville down the stretch? (laughs) Uh.
0: So you're happy.
1: I'm not even sure that's true. Ah, yes, it is because they threw that man under the – they the Colts fan base organization front office threw Carson Wentz under the bus so much harder than we did in Philadelphia. So they They explicitly came out and said he sucked in Jacksonville at the end of the year. He sucked against Vegas at the end of the year. We can't roll with him. They said that like the day after the season about this guy.
0: you don't think it was the left-handed touchdown he threw to the opposing team inside of his own end zone (laughs) he's empty
1: dexterous what are you what are you knocking the guy they can measure his throwing hand but they also have to measure the other one because he's got two throwing hands but um all right josh this has been great we're gonna let you go in a few but before we do uh, jack released his top five i believe that was yours on the instagram
0: right jack so to to clarify that was the intern uh kind of oh. c- seating me with information which the fifth pick obviously is, will be incorrect but i'm sure that the top four are accurate all right josh give us your top five picks
1: in order tomorrow night to jacksonville What about sauce? Where's my boy sauce? You assume, you assume that. You are you're assuming they should make the right decision. The giants. Yeah. If it looks like a Giants, if it talks like a Giants, it drafts like a Giants. (laughs) Um, I don't know enough. We're going to go Walker, Hutchinson, Stingley. Mm. Thibodeau at four to the Jets. And uh, Sauce five. They don't need a corner. I want to trade up the Eagles for Hamilton for Sauce. Our secondary stinks. Right now,
0: you guys just think in general. Oh, we, we're big sniffers in Philadelphia.
1: No, no pick is safe when Howie's around. We'll trade for anything. Fifteen and fifty-one for six. Let's do it, Sauce. Sol- all right, all right, Josh, this stuff. has been a ton of fun. Um, our resident Mel Kuyper. we will remember the Will Levis take for next year when he is literally probably working sales somewhere is my guess. Maybe he's an IT consultant, um, but that is not going to happen. And I don't have any X's and O's to tell you why. I just know that a former Penn State quarterback will not be a highly coveted. I know he moved on to Kentucky, offensive coordinator this, offensive coordinator that. That's not how it works. That's not how it works.
0: I'll buy you a yeah, little Elvis I was jersey. Gonna say, yeah, we got to do some. This This podcast was created on the standard you or a bet of some sort. So make a proposal, Abe, because – so you say he's out first round? I think that's a fair – He just
1: said top ten.
0: No, no, no. I know. I think that – all right, so – can I give you, can I give I'll give you the lottery. I'll give you the lottery.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got to think of, uh, we got to think of, a. a I don't want to do the standard U, you, the standard hundred. We'll think of a little wager and we'll, uh, we'll get it going.